This is Focal Point for Monday the 20th of October 2008. Welcome to Focal Point, the podcast that shows you how to tap into the power of the internet in your business and your life. Now it's over to your hosts, Chris Pudney and Gihan Pereira for this week's edition. Hello Chris, how are you? Um, well thanks Gihan, how are you? I'm happy, I'm happy. Uh, we normally do our Focal Point podcast every two weeks, but it's been it's been a bit of a gap for a number of reasons uh, since we did the last one. And uh, as you know, and as anyone listening would know, the the world stock markets reacted quite violently to missing an episode of Focal Point. So we will make sure that doesn't happen again. That's right. <laughs> so it has been it has been about four weeks since we did the last one. So in the previous podcast, we talked about uh, discussion forums, and that, that, that was the first part of a two-parter, where previously we talked about different types of discussion forums, how to find them, and how to read them. And today, as we promised, we're going to be talking about how to contribute to discussion forums, and um, as importantly, why you should contribute to them. Absolutely, yes. So I guess uh, let's start with the whys, Chris. So... Uh, because discussion forums are pretty hot on the net and there's a lot of information available out there. Even if you never become a contributor, there's a lot that you can learn from them. But why should you be a contributor as well? Yeah, well, one of the reasons that uh, online discussion forums are so hot and so useful and valuable is because people participate in them and it's that participation that uh, gives them their great value. So one of the reasons that uh, you should contribute is to to help uh, give some value to online discussion forums and uh, then uh, derive some value yourself. I think that's right, isn't it? That's the whole law of reciprocity that uh, if you give, you'll get back in return and maybe not even from the same forum, but the more you give, the more likely that you'll get back from elsewhere. And it's not just uh, some sort of new age theory, it's just the facts that if nobody contributed to forums at all, then they would have no value at all. That's right, yeah. I guess it the, the other thing, Chris, is from a marketing point of view, um, you probably notice if you're searching Google nowadays that quite often the things that come up near the top of the list are forum entries. So the more you contribute to forums, the more you get exposure for yourself and your your website. And uh, people might find you on Google, not just through your website, but through a post that you made to some forum. So it gives you, yeah, it increases your, your exposure, doesn't it, Gihan, if you want uh, a bit of promotion? Yes, it does, and that's what we've been talking about quite a bit in the last 18 months or so, the idea that part of this Web 2.0 philosophy is collaborate, and the Internet now favours uh, contributors and collaborators, and uh, if you just create a website and it just sits in isolation, it's not enough to just put in some good keywords and hope that you'll get to the top of Google. Um, generally, more and more, you'll find that the people who are getting to the top are the ones who are taking part in some of these collaborative tools like Wikipedia and YouTube and discussion forums. And and the fact uh, that these forum posts do appear high in the search rankings from Google sort of validates this idea that uh, online discussion forums are valuable because so many people are contributing and linking to them that they get a high page rank and, and they're appearing near the top of search results from Google. Yes, and I think that works for us in, in both respects, that A, that means it's a good place to look because there's high content and probably specific answers to the questions you're looking for, and B, it's a good place to contribute because you're likely to get a high ranking. Yeah, yeah. So how do we go about contributing, Gihan? Well, I was going to ask you about this phrase, Chris, that, that you sent me talking about discussion forums. You called it positive participation. 
tell me what you mean by that. Yeah, well, it's not just enough to contribute because you can contribute in all kinds of ways. And in fact, one of the one of the negative aspects I found find in online discussion forums is that there is a lot of negative contribution, unfortunately. And so I think when we talk about contributing to online discussion forums, we should emphasise that contributions should be positive. So that's the the idea behind the phrase positive participation that I send you. Mm, and I guess that uh, that some of those negative contributions, unlike something like email, which is transient, or relatively transient, uh, things that you've put in discussion forums could stay there for the for the rest of your life and they'll get archived and they'll get stored on the internet. That's right. They'll, they'll stay there beyond the rest of our lives because I expect they'll stay there for the life of the internet, which is probably going to outlive you and me. Um, and as we pointed out in the last um, discussion about online forums, um, the Usenet online discussion forums are archived back to the early 80s and Google maintains that archive. And through searching that, I was able to find all of your, um, many of your postings, mainly about cricket. Um, and that just goes to emphasise the point that these are permanent records of uh, your public discourse in online discussion forums. And I did look back after our podcast. I had looked back uh, through and did the same search that you did. And I saw some of the things that I said about cricket. And I hope they were polite and respectful. But there were things that I said that I'd completely forgotten that I'd said those sort of things or got involved in those sort of discussions and it's I guess it's a trap that you you can say something today which you'll regret tomorrow or sometime very soon and do you still stand by your claim that Mark Taylor is Australia's greatest cricketing captain (laughs) and Australian of the year (laughs) fair enough (laughs) definitely but yes, so, so for your own self-interest, not just in terms of, um, of um, the value that you're contributing to online discussion forums, but for, as a, from a self-interested point of view, these are, as I say, public and permanent records. So uh, yeah, think about uh, what you're contributing before you actually make the contribution. I think the other thing to say about that, Chris, is that it's a bit like um, road rage where people suddenly get this courage and this disassociation from people because they're sitting inside a car. It's easy to forget that you're dealing with other people at the other end of the computer, on another computer screen on the other side of the world. And sometimes people aren't as polite as they would be if they were face-to-face. So I think a very good mindset to have is imagine that you're sitting having a conversation with the person that you're that you're participating with in this forum. Yes, and that it's being recorded for perpetuity, and that uh, you're surrounded by other people looking on as well. That's right, and I think that another part of the positive participation, Chris, is we've talked about positive as being not negative, but it can also be don't just contribute stuff that's neutral. So, if somebody says something in a forum, and all you've got to say is that you agree with this person. Um, it's not really a very worthwhile contribution unless everybody else disagrees, in which case you're adding weight to their argument. But Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who just say, me too, or I agree, and that doesn't really add anything, doesn't really add any value. Okay, so that provides a good segue into our next section, which is trying to have a strong signal-to-noise ratio in any of your contributions. Yes, and signal-to-noise ratio is is a bit of an engineering term, which talks about any time you're sending, let's say, a telephone call, uh, the signal is the conversation between the two people and the noise is static or breakout or any sort of distortion on the line. So what you want is a very high signal and very low noise. Yeah, so some, some good positive information content and 
less of the me too's and less of the you're an idiots or negative postings. So what are some of the things that we can do to improve the signal to noise ratio? I guess in terms of us participating because we can't do much about what other people do. Yeah, yeah, you, that's right. Um, well, I was going to break that down into two sections, Gear, because typically when you're making a contribution, you're either starting a new topic or you're responding to an existing topic. So starting with a new topic, if it's actually a question that you're seeking an answer to, one of the things you should do first is make sure that you search the forum or search more broadly uh, using something like Google before you make the mistake of asking a dumb question, a question that's been asked many times before and for which there's already an answer in the forum because if you ask a dumb question like that, then you're likely to elicit the kind of negative response we've been talking about already. So do some searching before you ask uh, a simple or dumb question. And many forums help you with that by putting a, a frequently asked questions section somewhere up near the top where it's very where it's prominent so that you can, before you start contributing, have a look through there. That's right, absolutely. So look in the FAQ, the frequently asked questions. Mm -hmm. um, that should be a starting point. And again, if you're starting a new topic, then... Um, Choose a good subject line, a subject line that uh, distills uh, the question you're asking rather than something bland or silly like help me or do my homework. Uh, that's, again, likely to be either ignored or elicit a, a negative response. Yes, and I, I sometimes give this advice, Chris, to people sending email. If you make your email subject line a complete sentence, that will give people – it's a bit more meaningful than a phrase or even something meaningless, as you said, like email or help me. So if you say something like, um, my Windows computers crashed when I installed this program, uh, and you name the program, as a subject line, that's quite meaningful because somebody reading that and they, they're just quickly looking through the subject lines and go, okay, that one's interesting to me. I'll be able to respond to that. Um, that's much more meaningful than something like um, – Windows interacting with the program name because you don't know whether it's a problem, you don't know whether it's a, a, a report of a feature or it doesn't give you much context whereas if you give it a full sentence, people know pretty quickly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's right, Gihan. Some of Many of these... Um these suggestions that we're making apply equally to email. And, in fact, that one that you've just made um, is one that I've only really just started implementing it. I think... Uh, um, buoyed by the conversation we had about email recently or the podcast that we did on email recently called Think Before You Write. So it's a really, really good idea. Try and make a, a sentence out of your subject line that's meaningful to the question or subject you're talking about. Mm. Mm. Um, okay, so that's talking about if you're raising a topic. I guess the other thing you're going to talk about is if you're responding to somebody else's topic. Yeah, so when you're responding, typically... Um, one of the important things to think about is are you replying to the individual who posted to the forum or is this a, a response that is a more general, that has information in it that's more general and is um, going to be of interest to the forum audience? So many forums give you the opportunity or the, or the choice of replying to the individual or following up to the entire forum. So think about what your response actually is, whether it's a reply or to an individual or a follow-up to the entire forum. 
And my uh, intuitive response is to say, if you're not sure, reply to the whole forum because there may be somebody else who gets value from it. And yet my experience is that there are many more replies that I see there that clutter up the forum right. that really should have been sent to the individual. So do do think carefully about it. And uh, more often than not, I see people making the mistake of sending to the whole group when they really should have been just replying to that one person. Yeah, so absolutely. What's been your experience there? Yep, I, I agree. I see a lot of postings in forums that probably were best just sent to the the poster of the message that's being responded to rather than to the entire forum. Um, and, yeah, it's a bit of a line ball decision as to when you're making your own response, um, if you're unsure, which you should do. Um, so you can forgive some of those responses that really should have been replies, those follow-ups that should have been replies. Um, I agree, Chris, and, and, and you're right. It is a little bit line ball because occasionally I see a forum thread, which is a, a little bit of a discussion that starts off with somebody saying I have this problem, and then somebody else says, look I have the same problem, so can you please reply to the entire forum if you've got a solution uh, which means that everyone gets the value from it and obviously the second poster was concerned that somebody replying would only reply to the originator, so it is a bit of a line ball decision and you'll get a feel of it when you start when you start reading forums, you'll get an idea of what sort of things are appropriate to reply to the whole group or not. Yeah, okay. And again, when you're applying, try and um, quote, if you're responding or following up, try and quote as as much of the uh, original message um, as is necessary without going overboard. Um, yeah, often people will just include the entire uh, original message as part of their post and maybe add one line to it. And again, you're not maximising your signal-to-noise ratio when you respond in that fashion. Um, I agree, and this is a li- this is something that takes a little bit of effort, but it's effort that's worthwhile because it's, it's much easier to just hit reply. And some of the forum software will include the whole original, the original post at the bottom of your reply. But it's better to go through and just delete the bits that aren't relevant to your specific reply. That's right, especially. For for example, there's a tendency amongst email conversations to just append or prepend the entire um, message that you're responding to, and sometimes there's there's good cause for doing that. But in a forum, the whole forum is visible to everybody, and they can see those those prior postings without you having to include all of the prior postings yourself. So it applies um, quoting sparingly applies more um, more heavily in in the case of forums than in email. Yeah, I agree. And actually, another thing that happens a lot in email is is another one of your points that you that you had to raise, Chris, which is the thing about staying on topic. So quite often in an email conversation, uh, I have people I know who have sent email to, and instead of putting my email address in their address book, when they want to send me back email at some point, whether or not it's relevant to the original email I sent them, they'll find that original email and just click reply. Right. So I get back a message with a very weird subject line, sometimes with their message, with my original message in there, and they're talking about something completely different, which, first of all, it confuses me when I first see it, and secondly, it makes it difficult for me to file away in a, in a meaningful place, because as soon as I file it and archive it, it's there with a the, with the completely irrelevant subject line. And if it's bad in email, it's um, ten times, a hundred times worse in a forum. Absolutely, absolutely. So yes, if if you find the topic is sometimes the topic just drifts naturally as part of the conversation that's that's taking place. Um, so once it's drifted sufficiently, it probably is time to start a new topic. And you can perhaps include the old topic as part of the subject line. I've sometimes done this myself. I include was 
um, whatever the previous topic in brackets after I've changed to a new subject line. And sometimes you get forums which are moderated, which means there's a human being who manages the, the discussion back and forth, and sometimes they will take on the responsibility of taking that topic and moving it to another part of the forum. So it starts off a new discussion. But that just gives them extra work to do, and most of them are doing it unpaid and just have the goodness of their heart. So the, the less work you create for them, the more likely it is that they'll actually do a good job of moderating the things they should be doing. Yes, so you can make it easy for them to ignore or delete your post by um, being a bit lazy about subject lines and other things. Yes, exactly. And, but most forums aren't, uh, aren't moderated, and many of the modern uh, forum software is self-moderating in that things like uh, the, the facility to rate postings, either give them one to five stars or thumbs up and thumbs down, so they're self-moderating. So where that facility exists, particularly if uh, it's a posting you've got value from, use that ratings mechanism to uh, to self-moderate to help boost the, uh, the the ratings of positive postings and where there's a bit of spam or flaming, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, rate them lowly so that they uh, they sort of disappear or have a low rating in the in the moderation system. Mm, and that's something relatively new, isn't it, Chris? Like we've been using forums for 20-plus years, and I can honestly say I've never been on a forum that's allowed ratings, and or maybe I have and just haven't noticed it. Have you seen much of that? I have. In fact, on the um, groups.google.com, they have that facility. So you can even retrospectively apply ratings to old Usenet postings. So for Internet veterans like us who, who grew up uh, using the Internet via Usenet, where that sort of thing didn't exist, um, it's been retrofitted by, um, by Google when you go and look at Usenet postings through groups.google.com. Right, okay. So that is something I'll look out for the next time I'm participating in a forum. Mm, indeed, I'm going to go and find all your old postings and rate them very highly, Gihan. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> at, least, at least that's what you say for the public record. That's right. <laughs> Well, you, you talked about, you, or you touched on the thing that we're going to talk about next, because we've, we've talked about signal-to-noise ratio is making sure that what, when you contribute is the things that you should do. Now let's talk about the things that you should avoid. And you mentioned flaming? Yes. So, so flaming yeah. is just, well, it's, it's another word for abuse, essentially, um, just responding to someone and being abusive. That's, that's another word for flaming. That's the Internet word for abuse. Right. And obviously you should avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that's related to that is trolling, uh, which is an interesting term. Do you want to explain that, Chris? Because I'm sure you've come across that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, so trolling are posts that are intentionally, that they're intentionally written to uh, get a rise out of the forum audience. So to try and perhaps even encourage someone to flame back. Um, so be aware that it happens. And if you think before you respond, uh, you might spot that uh, the message is just trying to get a rise out of um, out of the audience, the forum audience, and it's best not to feed the trolls, as, as they say. Don't feed the trolls by responding to obvious postings that are made by trolls. I think if you go back to the thing that we said earlier on, that if you imagine that a forum is not people connected by computers, but people sitting around in a room having a discussion, and somebody makes... So deliberately provocative comment, you can ignore it, you can respond to it in an appropriate way, or you can respond in an inappropriate way. And chances are not going to respond inappropriately by yelling at them or jumping up and <laughs> hitting them. So you shouldn't do the same in a, in a forum either. Mm, absolutely. 
the other thing that uh, one thing to be careful of is self-promotion. And uh, this is something that's a little bit tricky, and again, it's one of those line-ball things. Some forums allow you to promote yourselves. Some people, uh, some forums disallow it completely, and some allow you to do it in, in a moderate level. So, for example, I run a community called the First Step Member Community, and I'm more than happy, when they participate, I'm more than happy for them to promote themselves or their websites or their products or services. But that's a small close-knit forum, and I know that people are going to promote themselves appropriately. Whereas in a more public forum, you just have to be careful about how you promote yourself, otherwise you can come across as just being self-serving and not really having any intention to contribute. Yeah, okay, so you're saying that it depends upon the context, so the forum to which the contribution is made, whether how much self-promotion, if any, is appropriate. Yeah, and look, the, my rule is always, Chris, start by contributing. So even if it's a forum that seems to allow people to self-promote, start with pure contributions. So, so look for questions to answer and answer them to the best of your knowledge. Uh, don't hold anything back. I mean, there's a, there's a limit to what you can say in a forum post. Um, so I'm not saying you should give them everything. Like a, if you've written a book, you don't have to give them the whole book. But don't hold back secrets. Uh, in, in an effort to try and get people to contact you, just be seen as a good, positive contributor to the forum. Right. And after a while, if you then decide to do something like promote yourself or send, a, send people to a link on your website, then that's fine. Okay, great. Um, I do think that uh, you should also check the rules of the forum because quite often the rules will, will tell you how much promotion is allowed. And often they'll say you can put your name and website address in your signature so it appears at the bottom of every post that, that you make so that you don't have to explicitly send people to your website. If they, if they like what you say, then they can just click the link. Okay, that's something I have done. It's um, included a, like a link to a blog that I've got if it's, if it's appropriate to the, the discussion forum that I'm contributing to. Yeah, I think that people are quite sensitive in forums sometimes, Chris, and sometimes you might quite innocently send people to, uh, say, an article on your website or a blog post that absolutely answers their question, but some people will see that as self-promotion and they'll just see you as using that as a tricky way of getting people to find out more about your products and services. So I, I think be cautious. Be, be very cautious when you when you send people off to somewhere else that perhaps even only peripherally, promotes you. Okay, yeah, I like that um, that uh, note you gave just a moment ago about not holding anything back so that um, all the information you provide, unless there's copious amounts of it, um, providers, pro provided all so that you're not holding anything back and trying to get people to go to a website to find out the secret or, or the punchline. Yep, that's right. And it's a funny thing because if you send people to somebody else's website, then they're quite happy because it, uh -huh. there's, there's no obvious link. But if you send them to yours, even if your information is more valuable, there will be some people who will think ill of you. Fair enough. All right. So as we finish up, I guess we should do what we always do, which is give people a final hints of uh, perhaps a, a call to action. Okay. Yes, well, as we said before, I like the idea of encouraging people to engage in positive participation. The, the whole idea that online discussion forums are valuable because uh, people contribute to them arises from those positive contributions. So contribute and do so in a positive manner. And the way to, to ensure that is to think before you write your contribution. Good. I, I haven't got anything to add to the participation bit. I just 
remind you, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the previous podcast and taken action from that, I'll just reiterate what we said there, which is go and find some forums in your area of expertise or your customers and clients' area of expertise and just participate by reading. So don't necessarily contribute, but just lurk for a while and just get a feeling for what forums do and what they're like and and then do the things that, that Chris mentioned. Great, Gihan. Good. So thank you, Chris. Uh, another enlightening and interesting conversation, as usual. As always. And we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Speak to you then, Gihan. Thanks for your time. You've been listening to the Focal Point Podcast. You can find us on the web at www.gihanperera.com forward slash podcast. That's G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A.com. Subscribe to the podcast, listen to all our past issues, or leave us your comments and questions. We look forward to having you back next time.